0: Oh hey babe, um, I'm not your babe. Welcome to Not Your Babe, the podcast celebrating female empowerment, women in business and tackling some of the issues that women face in modern day society. I'm your host Katie Lee, a Liverpool based artist and a celebrator of indie biz everywhere. Hey guys, welcome to episode three of Not Your Babe. We've got Sophie with us today who is a chronic illness warrior based in the Wirral. So Sophie and I have known each other for years and years and years um, and actually
1: reconnected again through some of the Boss Babes events. So I had glandular fever in 2009 and then a year later I was diagnosed with ME or Chronic fatigue Syndrome then a year after that it got like severe. I was in a wheelchair, I was like housebound. I couldn't do anything, had to leave school, do my GCSEs at home and yeah, I was just like so ill. So since then, it's been about eleven years, and I'm getting like so much better. Eleven years?
0: I can't believe it's been that long.
1: Yeah. Because I remember when we were in school, you were
0: coming in, in in a wheelchair and having coloured activities, and yeah. like you could have like twenty minutes
1: of certain activities. It's called pacing, so you have to like pace your whole life. So like red activities, anything. At the start, it was literally just sitting up, so I couldn't sit up. I could only sit up for like maybe half an hour a day, but that was like split into bits. So maybe like ten minutes, and then I'd have to lie down because I was just I had no energy to do anything. So for people who've not had chronic fatigue, it's
0: like an invisible illness, isn't it? Yeah. So for people who've not had anyone who's struggled with it or don't know anyone, could you just tell them a bit what it's like living with it? The
1: chronic fatigue syndrome is like. Um, post-viral so it often happens after you've had a virus or just anything like that and it's literally is chronic fatigue so tiredness muscle pain sore throats, headaches it's like having the flu but having it every single day like you never get you wake up and you're still exhausted and it's like so you're it's like you're wearing a jacket which is filled with sand and you're like just you feel like you're weighed down every day so it's, it is really horrible but and it affects like everyone in your family because my family had to change everything, my mum had to stop her job just to like look after me at home and just normal things like sitting up, like having dinner with your family, like I could only sit for a certain amount of time because it was too tiring and like just the conversation, I couldn't really have conversations with people for long, it's just, yeah.
0: I think like a big part of it is like your mental health aspect as well you sort of end up with like almost a secondary chronic illness because you're trying to cope with not being able to do stuff that you would have been able to do and then obviously I think part of it's that feeling like almost like a guilt I
1: don't know where you're sort of
0: like oh like don't worry don't worry about me (laughs) yeah it's
1: so bad because like you shouldn't have to like no one's life should be like that you shouldn't have to think about these things in the end, I was well enough to go to college. When I went to college, it was like amazing. So I like had my life back and it was just so good because I met like loads of people and I was just loving like and the creativity of everything. Like I love doing art, it really helped. And a lot of my pieces in college were about being ill and getting better. So I found like that whole process was really healing and so I thought I was a lot better. I went to, well, I met Ed, got a boyfriend, a big thing as well. <laughs> I went to university and I went to like Field, so it was an hour and a half away. Like, and I just didn't realise how hard it was to be an adult. Like when I was at home, I didn't realise, I thought I was so much better, but I forgot that when I was at home, I'd go to college, I could do all my work. When I came home, my mum had cooked tea, she'd clean the house, she did my washing, She literally did everything for me. All I was doing was the stuff that I loved and I didn't have to think about actual kind of life. So when I went to university I had to then do everything like cook for myself, you know, like do the food shopping, like go to university which was a massive big thing, live with other people, which I really struggled with because everybody who I lived with was like normal they went to university and like were going out all the time i couldn't physically go on nights out and things it was just too tiring and i ended up just having a massive crash and i just had to come home because i only lasted like four months and i just i couldn't do it it was way too much so i had to come home and then my health just got a lot worse then and then so since then i've been like slowly getting better and like recovering from that big blip and i am doing a lot better now But even like having a boyfriend, I like feel like enormous guilt because when we go to like family things and stuff, I get really tired but his family haven't lived with it. Like my family have lived with it so they tailor everything around me. They don't even realise they're doing it, but just stuff is different. Like they know that I might want to after tea just go and sit down. Like and be a bit quiet sort of thing. But other people don't know that. So it's really I feel so guilty for him because when we go out places like he has to tailor things to me and I'm like he shouldn't have to do that like why why is he with me he should be with someone else like why do you know like it's like you get so much guilt and like even your friends are like but they could be doing like so much more like why would they be doing it with me kind of thing but it's like it's really hard to like wrap your head around that people actually just they want you for who you are and like my illness as much as you don't want it to be it is a huge part of who you are. There's nothing you can do about it, so people do just want to be with you.
0: I think when you're saying about like his family as well, it's hard if you're, you know, you're tired or you're not as chatty. I think part of you probably worries that they're going to think of them, and you're like, it's not nothing, or like quite a female trait to sort of internalise and look for where we're at. But as you say, you don't want it to be a part of you, but it is. Part of who you are, and it's part that you learn to live with it. But it's always going to be there. Um, Everyone
1: is so understanding. Like his family are incredible. Like they are so lovely. But I think it's more like my own. Like you do. It is what you feel. It's not what. It's not really anything to do with them. You just you feel like you should be more. Like you shouldn't have to think about these things. Mm -hmm. And it's so hard because it is an invisible illness. So anybody you meet, like. So I go to like a Boss Babes event, I put makeup on, like I look normal, I look fine, so people don't really see everything else that goes on behind it because you can can look normal and you can look well but it doesn't mean that you are well. It's really hard but people can't get their head around the fact that you are really ill because they're like, no but you look fine. You're like, (laughs) I know (laughs) but I'm still ill. So
0: after like, obviously Boss Babes events are quite like high energy, How have you felt after them? Like, a bit, are you normally fine after them or do you need like a little bit of recoup period? I think
1: just everything I do in life, like you have to think about things differently. So if I go for like an event like that, I have to make sure like I don't have much on that for the rest of the day. And it's not like I go home and I just like lie in bed. Like I'm not that- I do. <laughs> go home after boss and have a laugh. yeah you yeah because you're
0: like there with your bell like jingling <laughs> away like you need such a hard exercise yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but you know you just like just taking time to look after yourself to relax like make, just having times I think a lot of the time in society people don't rest enough and rest isn't a bad thing so everyone is just so busy all the time with their life so it is good to have time just by yourself to so just chill out, to so just rest and just like not you know just watch a Netflix but only like watch one thing, don't be doing everything else all at the same time, just take time to focus on one thing yeah. and just chill. That's definitely
0: another female trait as well like multitasking yeah. and I think it's so important that you're saying because rest is productive. So I've had therapy before and she literally said, she's like, rest is being productive. You can't be productive if you don't have rest days. If you're just on the go all the time, you just burn out. And obviously for something like Emmy, like it's exaggerating that, but it's exaggerating what everyone should do really. You should take rest days. You should plan in time for like self-care, like downtime. Like it's just as important as planning in all the big activities and say, like watching an episode or like, reading a book or like just having like a bath listening to music yeah. where you've just got like an, a bit of time where you're not doing like anything. not doing anything like even just staring at the wall for a while yeah. after, <laughs> after,
1: after like yeah after the shower just stare at the wall for a bit that's like downtime too. I think people just don't rest enough because they think oh no like rest is a sign of weakness and we shouldn't be resting like we need to be on the go all the time it's like no it's like if you get a cold people are like I'll oh, just push through it and it's like no because you're gonna your body is telling you you just need to rest and so when you've got a chronic illness like you learn to like listen to your body so much more because if we don't listen to our bodies then you would have a massive crash Mm -hmm. so it's so hard to say no to people because you have to it's you want to do things but maybe they are just a bit too much so learning to say no like you can still say no and be a nice person yeah
0: that's one of my favourite like mottos, like, yeah. you can be like a nice person with a kind heart and still say no Like and I think when you said before like a lot of it's in your own head, Like actually no one's really going to be bothered if you say no I can't, I'm not feeling well, no yeah. one's going to be like wow what an awful person like, yeah. that you've not seen me actually,
1: people are a lot more
0: understanding than we give them credit for and most of the time it's our own anxiety about saying no rather than actually yeah. them Definitely. being bothered. <laughs>
1: Yeah, like hundred percent. And it's because I've got like the people surrounding me now. I've only got good people surrounding me who build me up, and so they understand that if I can't do something, or we just tailor it and we're like okay, maybe instead of doing that, we'll do this instead because it's like a lot more chilled and like they just understand. So it is nice to have those people.
0: I think that's something you learn as you get older as well. You spend your energy around and like yeah. who you spend your time with is so important. You spend your time with people who. Drain you, (laughs) and you have to be. It's not necessarily a bad thing to distance yourself from those people. You can do it in the right way, where you just sort of phase phase them out. Um, But yeah, I would definitely agree. I think, particularly um, during everything that's happened like this year, it's been like a really difficult year. Um, And there's been, when you were saying before about resting and like being productive. I think at the beginning of lockdown, people went two ways. Like they either like didn't want to do anything or yeah. we're doing like, so I went the other way. I was like doing 500 things. I was like, I'm gonna work full time and do an abstract challenge and like do boss days and that. just do everything. Cause like that's, I just went into panic mode. But then it, I think it's important as you say, like to, to rest. And I think if anything, the pandemic sort of highlighted that actually yeah. it's fine to do nothing some days. It's good to do nothing some <laughs> yeah, days definitely. and it's good to um, take time and and say, start saying, no more without it being seen as like a bad Bad thing thing. because it's not it's just you've got to look after yourself because if you can't look after yourself it'll affect your family as well because then they can't like they're going to worry about you so like it's actually
1: lockdown has actually been the best thing for my health Mm -hmm. which is like ironic compared to other people but because i had nothing going on like I didn't have any like extra pressures like i wasn't working i didn't have to go to like any events like i couldn't even meet up with my friends so i had the time to just concentrate on my health yeah in lockdown i could walk like i did maybe 20 minutes at the start and then but when we were only allowed to go for one walk a day like my walks became like such a sanctuary for me because it was i was able to get outside when you like can't walk Like I remember like not being able to physically walk. Like I had to use a Zimmer frame. I was 15. Like what 15 year old needs to use a Zimmer frame? It's just not, it's not right. I had to use a wheelchair for like two years, had to use like walking sticks if I went out. And like, that's just not, it's not how it should be. So now I can actually go on a walk by myself. Like I can walk and just being able to do that is insane. Like it's so powerful. You learn to be a lot more Grateful for stuff. Yeah. Don't
0: think people take stuff for granted a lot? Like your health is taken so for granted. You get like a cold or like the flu. Something like, oh my god, why didn't I do more when I was well? Like why didn't I embrace those days where I was feeling fine? Yeah. It's the same with like chronic illness. Like you suddenly you've got so much appreciation for like being able to go for a walk, which is an amazing thing because there times when you couldn't do that and there was times yeah. where like even like a conversation like this we wouldn't done. have been able to do that. No. I, I remember times I come around I think I was around for like 10 minutes and you're like I'm gonna have to go to sleep now. Yeah <laughs> it was two like, I
1: was like it was fine. Like, I already see like a nutritional therapist so I've like changed my whole diet like I'm on so many different supplements and like everything is really helping. Like the things that have got me better. Yeah okay. Right. <laughs> See, I still get brain fog. Like, I still can't always get my words out how I want them to come out because that's just part of eming. Like, I just sometimes I just can't talk. Things that help help me are all natural stuff. So, when I was fair still, I was on seven different medications a day, just to get through the day. And then plus like prescription medication. Yeah, prescription medication. Do you mind saying it? Which no. one? One was amitriptyline, but like a low dose, and that was for pain. There were ones for, a yeah, like a lot was for pain, and I, I can't even remember what I was on. I was just on so many different things just to get for a day, and that was still, I was just in bed, I couldn't do anything. Um, and then I did pacing, which really helps to like, monitoring your activity and things. But then I saw a homeopath, and she just helped me so much. Just I with her, I managed to get off all of the medications I was on, and she really did change my life. And then now I'm seeing like a nutritional therapist as well. So it's all natural and it's getting your body back to healing. So I had viruses still in my body, which is why I was so tired. So it's working to like build my immune system up because it was so low and just like doing loads of different things like that and doing like pairing which is all about lymphatic drainage so getting all of like the toxins out. So like getting better is not easy. It takes like so much energy to like research things, to try things out, like the amount of different like random treatments I've tried over the years just because you're trying to get better. A lot of the time, like the NHS are incredible with what they're doing at the moment but like for chronic illnesses, it's not always the best because they, they can't, they don't have the resources to be able to like help you. So you're completely stuck because they just say, well, you know, you just have to manage it. It's like, well, I don't want to manage it. I want to get better. Like I want to be better. So you have to take it into your own hands and you have to, it costs so much money to get better, but it's worth it because that's the biggest investment in your, of your life is to do these things. But it is really, really hard to, to get better.
0: I think that's really interesting that you said about the seven different medications that you've managed to get off them. Yeah. Because like you say, like the NHS are amazing but they're so under supported that with stuff like chronic illness, mental health, there is that sort of we'll just give it you a tablet and yeah. it'll fix it and actually it doesn't fix it, yeah. it just like manages the symptoms and a lot of the time you end up on a tablet to fix the so, side yeah. effect of another tablet sure. and in the long run surely that's not good
1: <laughs> no like i'm not
0: anti like medication i do think obviously like antibiotics like certain things like you do need to have yeah. medication for even like mental health like antidepressants obviously do work but there's that sort of you know that's sarah who came on the last episode um she was talking about her mental health and so she went on to the nhs and the counseling wait was six months and she was sort of like i almost feel like they give you that and hope that you're better by the time it actually yeah. gets to the time because six months that is such a long time when you're struggling with mental health or like chronic illness. Like
1: a day is a long time. Never yeah. mind, six months. They even said when I went to the doctors when I had like a really bad flare-up, they were like, Well we could refer you to the chronic fatigue unit, but it'll be like, you know, a good nine months before you got get seen I don't want to wait that long so I found people who are getting me better and like I am getting so much better so for me like natural health is like just the best thing because you are just giving your body what it needs all the time and like walking is so good because you're building your exercise up slowly and so my body is so much stronger just from going on more
0: what sort of stuff does your nutritional therapist give you like what kind of is it all around your diet
1: and like yeah and just supplements so like we've done like tests to find out like what is still in my body and like I had like a low thyroid but when I went to the doctors about it they were like yeah it's okay but it wasn't it was in the low range but it wasn't low enough for them to do anything about it but it was low and then it's like a lot about your diet so eating like seven vegetables a day and like no gluten like no wheat not much like no dairy like everything like that just giving your body the right food there's so much processed food is so bad
0: totally agree and I think when you said about the low thyroid like there is about the NHS obviously it's amazing and doctors and stuff are amazing but it's it comes down to money a lot of the time which is really sad because you almost have to hit a certain level of low for them to help you and actually like with chronic illness with mental health actually by the time you've gone to get help it's kind of almost too late by that point yeah. prevention is better than cure which is why I think natural is so much better if you yeah. can avoid going to the doctors but then like you say about your thyroid it, you almost have to be in crisis before they can help yeah. you and actually
1: by that point the damage has already yeah. been done. It's like so bad because like if I had the help when I was at school like being in the school that we were at it was very high pressure like and I was just I was like failing I was missing like two days a week of school I was dropping the subject like dropping GCSEs because I couldn't manage it when I was going into my lessons I just couldn't do it it was like way too much but they didn't
0: really flag anything like they didn't support no. really there wasn't really the support there I don't think there was really the knowledge there either no. and it was quite a high pressure school that was very driven by results. results and actually it's quite it I look back now and it was quite a toxic environment I think completely for, anyone with illness but generally for kids of that age you shouldn't be driven to be just like results driven and so focused on like there was almost a competitive thing with your peers like they almost wanted you to like out compete each other and then you go into uni or whatever and, and you're still in that mindset and it's taken a lot of time for me to get out of that mindset of trying to almost like compete against people because that's what they drilled into you. Yeah. And if you feel like you're missing days or you're missing lessons, you do feel like you're failing, even though like a grade's a grade at the
1: end of the day, it doesn't it's not an indication of who you are as a person. It took like being in the hospital and then I had the I had tutors from the hospital school who came to my house and so they would come for a half an hour lesson and sometimes I could only manage 10 minutes which is really hard like when you do have a chronic illness like because i i was like often like i lost so many friends because I just everyone was moving on with their lives and i was stuck in a room like i couldn't do anything so it wasn't their fault that they were moving on just i was still in a terrible place and everyone else had things to do so i just lost loads of friends but the friends i did get was from a charity which was for young people with m.a and so like we met like online just like and then they become like my best friends and they know how what it's like and i've got like three or four best friends like from that and they're so supportive what's know.
0: the charity called
1: i think it's Stop now
0: so that makes me really sad because yeah. i know how good that was because i know like you've yeah. met people through that because obviously we kind of drifted i think you drift anyway when you leave school it was hard to keep in
1: Contact because I, I had you nothing couldn't. to talk about, like I had <laughs> nothing to do I, and it's so hard when you're that ill seeing all these people getting on with their lives and you can't do it's it. actually unbearable and the same with when I went to university, and then when I came home, I was so ill, and bearing in mind, I was a bit older, so all these people were young anyway, and then I mm-hmm. came home, and I couldn't do anything, and I could see all these people who were younger than me anyway getting on with their life doing their degree, and it was like. Rippling to see what everyone else is doing it's like you the just, frustration yeah
0: at your own body You're almost just like why yeah. can't I do it's, the same um,
1: it's so horrible but you've got it at the end of the day like just take those people take I just took people like couldn't follow people on Instagram or like do stuff like that and I had to just take myself off all of that so I could just concentrate and actually be so grateful for what I could do. Mm-hmm. So I couldn't use to do anything. So like now every single thing I do is incredible. Yeah, Like it's amazing. You should only ever,
0: and it takes a lot of like self reflection and like self yeah. critique, but you should only ever compare to yourself because actually everyone's different. That's and so true. there's no point in you comparing yourself to other people on your course no. because they don't have chronic illness. No. So you getting through the day going for a walk is, like a bajillion times harder than yeah. Them. so they can go for a walk and then like obviously they're going to be able to do other things and the girl who I'm getting on here is a diabetic and I always say to her like she gets been down on herself about stuff that she's not been able to do since she's been ill I was like but you're, you shouldn't compare yourself to other people, it because like, you're going through stuff every day that we don't have to deal with. Yeah. So why would it be the same? You, you should only compare to your own progress and your own success. And it's really hard not to do that, especially when there's social media and like you're saying, like people are younger than you, and there is that culture. It's in human nature, I think, to compare yourself to other people, but you're completely different people with different goals and yeah. different struggles. So
1: no, I really in, like you know. that. I hadn't actually thought of that before. feel so like, yeah because comparing myself to where I was 11 years ago I'm just a person even comparing myself to where I was a year ago I have improved so much Mm -hmm. and I'm just like so ready to just get on with my life and just do stuff and just be happy like that's all I want to do is like be happy and help people. I want to use my experiences to help other people because no one should feel like so alone and so trapped and I just don't think it's right. I think it's really like important that you remember to like be proud of yourself as well like how
0: far you've come because I know how hard I say I know how hard it was and I saw how hard it was I don't know how hard it was because I didn't go through it but I remember the times where you were literally in a wheelchair and like on the sim frame and it was like 10 minutes of activity and I I remember you like building that back up again and then seeing you now where you've like Started making cakes and like doing yeah. all like coming along to these events, like doing so many amazing things. Which, if you had a chart of your progress, like that's just amazing. But at the end of yeah. the day, write things that you've managed to achieve. Um, and so for me, my mind was like struggling with depression. And on those, there were some days where like making your bed, yeah, big achievement. And I was yeah. like, oh, this is sad that I've got to that stage. But actually, when you're there and then gradually build up, you're like, well, I've made a bed, I've showered, I've brushed my hair today, yeah. I've like eaten three meals I've like remembered to like speak to people and like woo that's amazing and you can't you shouldn't ever compare yourself to other people or even compare yourself to a version of you before you were ill because it's that person's not there anymore and as much as it's like sad and it's it's hard to do that you should only ever be comparing to like you yesterday and it's also fine to have days if you crash yeah (laughs) because it's not a trajectory it's not a it's an ongoing illness it's not something that you
1: can just be like oh well I'm magically fine yeah. it's never going to happen again cause I think you'll just I'll always have it but is that such a bad thing because like my life wouldn't be I wouldn't be where I am now like mm-hmm. I wouldn't have Ed I wouldn't have the friends that I have I wouldn't feel happy like I do feel happy and like I feel so grateful and just like little things make me so much happier now And I don't want to ever forget that And so, like, I wouldn't have anything that I have now. Like, my life would be totally different. But I'm okay with how I am now. Like, I love, I do love my life. So, was it such a bad thing? Like, no. Yeah, it was terrible. Like, it was so, so hard. But I wouldn't be the person I am now. So, I don't think it's such a bad thing. I think it it always makes you a better person. It makes you, like... a stronger person because like
0: you're like well I deal with this shit every day so like this is nothing um and in the last episode of Sarah we were sort of saying people struggling with anxiety or mental health have actually coped quite well in the pandemic because they are like well we always think it's impending doom so (laughs) (laughs) so actually this is fine yeah
1: (laughs) I was actually fine in the pandemic yeah because you're so used to having to deal with it anyway yeah it was hard at the start because I was like I was trapped in my house again like I couldn't go out was like what like this is how I used to be but it was different this time because I was so much better like mm. I could do like the cooking in the house and so you know, I had other stuff to do But yeah it's it almost a bit like PTSD yeah kind for of thing sure. the beginning? It was it's scary because you weren't allowed to go out and it was like what like I used to just be able to just go in my car somewhere and it's like you couldn't do that and so it did take you back to what life used to be like mm-hmm. Um so it was scary at the start but then once you get used to it I was fine and it was nice how long at the beginning when you were ill were you sort of in that
0: time where you literally couldn't go out of the house was it like it even?
1: was like it must have been over a year yeah and then I could only go out for maybe like half an hour trips and things like it was really hard I guess it was just life like stuff just happens yeah and I'm so much more like I can just do stuff now and it's just amazing. There's one question I want to ask
0: and this is going to be quite a hard question for you so I ask everyone. So it's what advice would you give your 15 year old self? Which obviously your 15 year old (laughs) self was very ill so it's a difficult one. But if now you've gone through it, is there something you would say to you at that time? I just think
1: don't, don't give up. Like things will get better and life will be beautiful and you'll be able to do everything that you want to do. Just like keep going and just stay strong. Like you're never gonna ha- you're never going to stop working on getting better. Like you will always have to try and get better. But I'm telling you now, it's incredible. So just keep going because it will be amazing. Well, thank you so much for coming on. If you don't follow Sophie on Instagram,
0: her new one's Holly Seawalks, isn't it? Yeah. Yes, so that's following her journey. Um, she also mm. has Cake Worship, which is a, a cake cake one it's just amazing <laughs> beautiful rainbow cakes um so if you follow both of them but holly seawalk is the one that's more around like the chronic illness ME side of things um if anyone happy for
1: people to reach yeah, out to you questions um and it's just nice to know people who are going through the same thing yeah definitely. i think chronic illnesses it doesn't <laughs> even have to be ME it's just like any chronic illness you're all going through the same thing and you know how hard it is so if anyone wants to to holler. <laughs> <just follow. laughs>
0: joining me for another episode of Not Your Babe. If you don't already, give me a follow on Instagram at notyourbabepodcast. We'll be releasing new videos every Wednesday, so until next time, stay sassy. (laughs)